If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Adjar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome in on a Wednesday here back at Tivoli's House of Cards in St. Johns County. Good to be back after a little two-week hiatus, spring break, and the Players' Championship getting in the way a little bit. And uh, need my fix, the card fix. Can we get it today? Yes, we can here at Tivoli's House of Cards. Come on down. Casey Kurtz is with us. Made an appearance outside the studio. And because of that, we almost couldn't get it fired up. Yep. I mean, to blame you. Sounds about uh, right. And Brian Middleton figured it all out back there in the Action Sports Chat studios. Uh, Middleton, you all good now? We all square? We sound okay? Yeah, everything's good. No uh, all right. static at all. Good deal. There we go. See, that's so. the mistake you make. Like, when stuff goes wrong, then you try to bring him in on it. Like, if stuff was still wrong, he's back there fixing it. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. Yeah. I knew we were in the clear. He gave me the thumbs up. We're all set. Uh, and uh, Middleton, by the way, can no be a guest uh, appearance uh, on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 today. We're having guests come in around 4 o'clock, and uh, Middleton, your, the OT crew, Middleton and Kurtz, going to join uh, me at 4 o'clock, and then uh, we're going to give away to those guys from 5 to 6 o'clock, and uh, Casey, on location. This is your first time you've been on the road? Yeah. How about that? Yeah, pretty good. Welcome. All it took was about nine months. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. mad at it. There we go. So, but uh, uh, we finally got somebody to fill in for Austin that has the size requirement. Yeah, <laughs> it is true. I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, we had gone small. Yeah. You know, we, we went the small lineup for the first couple. Of, didn't Miami do that? The Hurricanes got them in the Sweet 16. Oh, yeah, they yeah, kind of yeah. changed with the small lineup. We went to the small lineup. We got to Wednesday with it. We and did. now we're bringing back the bigs. Yeah. We got Middleton, who's 6'8", bigger than Austin Lane. Big dude. Big dude. Uh, there. So... Uh, once again, we just tell you, don't mess with Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You might want to mess with me, but not my friends. How about that? Uh, I use that term loosely. Uh, how about Tyreek Hill? We're, I wonder what Tyreek Hill's card's doing today. <laughs> Tua's is going off. There you go. Tua's is on the rise. I mean, how about the story? I, here we go, NFL. I, I shamed the NFL yesterday because yeah, we did. didn't have any news. And now look at this, Tyreek Hill. I mean, this is amazing. If you could go back to the end of the season, right, and you told me Tyreek Hill would be on the Dolphins and Devontae Adams would be on the Raiders, you're out of your mind. Yeah, I know. Didn't see it coming. Um, shout out to uh, boss man Aaron, by the way. Right when that was getting announced, I was talking to him, and he's like, he's coming to the Jets, trust me, because Aaron's a Jets fan. <laughs> he's yeah. a Jets fan. <laughs> yeah, he, he told me this, Nets, Jets, Mets. I said, that's horrible. You've had a horrible Wow, episode. that's a bad <laughs> That's but a tough one. he's like, trust me, we're going to get him. It's going to be great. And then on the way home, I get the uh, alert on Twitter that he's going to the Dolphins. So uh, boss man Aaron in absolute shambles right now. But, um, yeah, I guess that's what, what you have to do when you pay your quarterback that much money. You're going to have to lose some people along the way. And I guess Tyree kills the first casualty for Kansas City. Yeah, and it's just, again, I mean, I think it's worth repeating. If you had said what was about to transpire in the offseason, you'd be like, no way. Okay, Aaron Rodgers might be on the move. Russell Wilson, there was some talk about that last year, might be on the move. Uh, but all the quarterback movement, I think there are three significant moves that you would have been like, no chance. This one, it just happened. Devontae Adams, you're like, no, the Packers might pick him over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I think some people thought. And then Matt Ryan not being Atlanta Falcon. Good call. You know, I don't, that all of a sudden surfaced. And so it got, it got me thinking a little bit, what's next? 
Like, are we going to see another big move, or is this it? Are we going to get a surprise? And someone's going to be like, you know what? Eh, before the draft, let's unload this guy and move on because maybe we don't have the money, or maybe we can't afford the wide receiver market or another market, or maybe there's just enough talent in the draft to go find their replacement and get younger. Yeah, I think the move that we all thought was going to happen was Jimmy G, and that's the move that didn't happen. Yeah, so I, that's a great point. Ironically, I think that's where we are right now. But to your point in the beginning, Devontae Adams leaving is something that we didn't expect to happen. To your point, thinking that he would stay over Aaron Rodgers. That's at least what I thought. And then Tyreek Hill, another guy you never thought would leave because you get that vibe that him and Patrick Mahomes are boys. So what happens next? I think I've said this like for the last four times. It's got to be Jimmy G. But Matt Ryan, another one we didn't see coming. It's just a crazy this is one of the, like you were bringing up yesterday about The Bachelor, or now they always say it's the most dramatic season yet, <laughs> and you make that bad. This literally has been the most dramatic offseason for the National Football League, and we probably still got more to go with Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G's moving. Yeah, he is, and by the way, Jimmy G now becomes a very moderate move in the NFL. It's like, oh, yeah. by the way, footnote, Jimmy G also moved in the offseason of 2022. Why did the Chiefs do this? Let's start there. There's a lot of ways to go, including the Jacksonville Jaguars, which we'll get into. But why did the Chiefs do this? Is it simply Chris Jones on a mega deal? I think Frank Clark's on a pretty big deal. They couldn't keep Tyron Matthew on the defensive side. Kelsey's on a big deal. Mahomes is on a big deal. Uh, they built, uh, brought in offensive linemen in the last couple of years. They paid them. Could they not afford? Or did they see a hole and say, wait a minute. Now, we can get five draft picks for Tyreek Hill in a in just this bevy of wide receivers available in the first couple of rounds and maybe even first three rounds, we could go get two Tyreek Hills with these picks potentially. Is that, what was the motivation, do you think, behind Tyreek Hill saying goodbye, who's been an instrumental part of their success? And while the rest of the AFC West is getting better, 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 at least momentarily, right here now on March 23rd, Kansas City Chiefs got a little worse. Yeah, it was, that was the first thing I thought of when that happened, how we talked about the other day with that division making a move to one of the other team, and then you'd make a move to get worse. But I think it's the money. Uh, there are a lot of wide receivers in this draft that are going to be impact players. I agree with that point. But Tyreek Hill is impact plus 10,000. So I think it has to do with the money. You're going to have to figure out a way to make sure Patrick Mahomes gets paid and get ahead of the salary cap, which, of course, is fake. But at the same time, you still got to pay your quarterback in. Although you can move that cap money around, I heard earlier on ESPN 690, uh, Chiefs uh, beat reporter said, you can move that money around, but you don't always want to have to move that money around. Like the Saints, $70 million in cap. Uh, over the cap. They had to move that money around. Chiefs don't want to fall into that position. They get ahead of it. Does it make them worse in the immediate? Yeah, but can it make them in a better salary cap position going forward? Probably. And it sounds like Valdez Scantling from the Packers is apparently going to be the replacement for Tyreek Hill. I don't get that one. Like, I do. He's fast, but he sure as heck ain't Tyreek Hill. Well, it depends what kind of rumors you want to believe, too. I mean, you could float. Do you see this one thing float around social media? And I would not source this but i mean he's got he's follow a lot of followers i think if i if i've seen this guy before and i think he throws a lot of stuff against the wall but um he said chiefs are talking with jags about lavisca chanel uh jags had him on trade market blah 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 three four teams involved he says so i mean so we're getting another is, six round is that i mean who knows we've talked about it i mean to be if lavisca chanel was on the trade market that wouldn't be shocking but they're a speed heavy team you know, I mean, they go speed, 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 speed. So that might surprise me a little bit. We'll see what happens. It unfolds there. The Chiefs have plenty of ways to get better. They could go get Valdez Scantling. They could take their, what now, do they have like the 29th and 30th pick or something like that? Uh, twenty. I believe it's 22nd and 
22nd and 29th yeah, or whatever. Like so they could now just go get receivers. I mean, they get Jameson Williams, another fast guy, yeah. right, and, and wait that out a little bit. So uh, they're a smart organization, and I think they even said, you know what, we're not paying our wide receiver $25 million. not with the wide receivers coming about every single year. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to go get five picks. Okie dokie. Sign me up. Thanks, Tyreek Hill. You were awesome. Yeah. But I will say this. The Kansas City Chiefs lose someone. There's nobody like them in the league. Like, you can tell me that everybody's running sub-4-4s and 4-3s and 4-2-6s, but nobody plays in the NFL like Tyreek Hill. I mean, is there anybody else like him? I don't think there has been in the last six years. No, I agree with that. He's a game-changer. He's a game-breaker. He's a game-wrecker. He's everything that you want in a wide receiver. Uh, and he's got flair. Like, some people hate him, yeah. but he's throwing up the deuce every now and again, and it's he keeps it interesting. So he's a... He's an all-around exciting player, and uh, it's good. I think it's good for Miami to bring a guy like that in because that's going to be exciting for them. But uh, uh, to your point, Jamison Williams, a lot of wide receivers they could go and get, but they also got other holes. I mean, they might not be bringing Tyron Matthew back, who's out here cryptic tweeting just like Yawn, so that's going to be something to follow. They got holes on defense they need to fill, so maybe they don't go wide receiver in the draft and feel like they're good where they are. Obviously, Juju Smith-Schuster, but uh, if uh, – you get to the fantasy football draft, Travis Kelsey, stock's going up. Now, listen to this, okay? Uh, the Dolphins, meanwhile, hit the gas pedal on saying, we're going to get good. For Mike McDaniel, the new head coach for Tua, we're going to find out if Tua's any good because Brent Martineau could throw 10 touchdown passes with this offense. I think he could. You know, uh, the lefty. Another lefty, by the way, not just Tua. You throw a lefty? Yeah, Brent Martineau, the lefty, probably could throw a couple touchdown passes, maybe even 10 with this. Tyreek Hill, Teron Armstead, they just gave a yep. boatload to. Chase Edmonds, eh. Cedric Wilson, Connor Williams, Teddy Bridgewater, really, I'm not putting him Raheem Mostert. Yep. I mean, that's uh, pretty good. You tell South Beach he's going to have to wait, all right? We'll get to South Beach in a minute. I knew the minute I, I, I mentioned Dolphins, South Beach would be on line one. Yep. All right? He's going to have to wait a minute or two or five. But, uh, Thanks, Middleton. I've just given you a hard time, but South Beach is hearing it. And, uh, I mean, it give a lot of credit to the Dolphins. I just saw something else where the Dolphins still have, like, two first-round picks next year. So, like, they didn't – while they gave up a good amount, they yeah. still have some capital that they've accumulated over the years. And they have a pretty solid defense. And now they have a very reputable offense. And you have Jalen Waddell to go along with Tyreek Hill. Holy speed in the AFC East. Good luck trying to defend that. Yeah. Again, if I know everybody's like, well, if Tua can throw it, if he can get the ball. I mean, come on. He's a capable guy. We don't know if he's elite. We don't know if he's really good. We don't know if he'll be three years, four years, and out, and they'll try to upgrade. We have no idea. The only thing the Miami Dolphins could have done more than they already did this year was probably go get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. No, can you imagine if they did that? Not really. Well, you wouldn't have probably had the picks to go get Tyree Kill, I guess. But nevertheless, um, yeah, they haven't. They have a lot of picks still to go. They haven't given up a lot of their future while obtaining great football players. And if only they had a guy like Justin Herbert. If only they could have figured out how to get oh, Justin. Oh, that's Herbert. true too. Yeah, and so, they could have. I know. <laughs> so I think I'm. If I'm Tua, I love it. I love what you've done. You've given me the opportunity to succeed. And Tua's been doubted a lot by me, by a bunch of people. And now he's going to give everybody the opportunity to prove all of those people wrong by the weapons that they went out and got them. I texted you this earlier, and I believe this. The Dolphins may have put together the best roster in that division on paper. Because when you look at the New England roster, there's good names, 
but to the names they added just this offseason to what they had with Jalen Waddell and uh, Xavier Howard and those guys, I think they might have put together the best roster on paper. We're going to find out a lot about Tua and the first-year head coach. We just talked about this yesterday, and by the way, this is an example of it. And I think we use the AFC East as an example of it. We said in the AFC West, something's happened in the last couple of years. NFC West did this a little bit. AFC West said, okay, hold my beer. Because they were like, we are going to counter move every move you make in the division so we feel like we're just as good, if not better. And that's what we saw until actually the Chiefs, they're going to go about it a little different way because they unload one of their guys and they had to unload some of them because of the cap and what they're paying their stars. And that happens. But they still feel like they'll be very good and very competitive. You watch until what they do after the draft. They're going to get weapons that get people excited. I guarantee it to help um, cover some of this up, uh, losing a Tyreek Hill. But the question was, will other divisions now start to do this? Will other people say, hey, we're going to go try to catch up. Watch this. And then a day later, and we use the Buffalo Bills as an example. Yeah. We don't think the Patriots will do that because they kind of have their own way. But the Jets were in on this. They tried to do it. The Miami Dolphins, given the last two days of what they did, said, we're here to play ball, fellas, against the Buffalo Bills. Yep. And now you try to stop us. We're just as good as you. We think we can be just as good as you. The caveat for both the Jets and the Dolphins is their quarterback situation. Is it good? It's unproven. And by the way, if the Jags were doing this, I think you could say the same. You feel good about Trevor Lawrence, but it's still unproven. Josh Allen in, the, in Buffalo, proven, yeah. right? Obviously, the guys in the AFC North, a lot of proven guys now. Lamar and Deshaun Watson and, and Joe Burrow and what he's been able to do. And then in the West, you got a bunch of uh, proven quarterbacks. So I find it fascinating, one, that both these guys were going after Tyreek Hill, which really flipped it to one side or the other. And the Miami Dolphins are the big benefactor here because they're ready to win. They feel like they're ready to win if, again, Tua can play pretty well. The Jets, even if they got Tyreek Hill, this still wasn't probably about, like, winning right now, but it was building toward winning more games this year and then into the next two years. Well, helping out your rookie quarterback. Right? And helping out yeah. your rookie. I think it's uh, – I'd be happy if I was the Dolphins, but I do think it's interesting – Everything that happened in the offseason, we kind of forget about now, but Brian Flores and that whole situation. So guys signing on to go to Miami, I, I don't. I, it's interesting, yeah. I think, because obviously that what happened. That is a happened, good call. Like, now you start I to thought wonder. about Flores a little bit, what he might be missing out on. But it's like, I mean, they were getting rid of him. Right. But your point about going down there to an organization that had some stuff going on, I don't know if they vetted it out or South Beach is that attractive. Yeah, I, it, it, Mike McDaniel. That must just be the guy. Have you seen all these clips that are coming out on Twitter from like his press conferences, like little four? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Mike. This might be the most interesting dude. Like when he got hired, we were all like, "This dude." Like yeah. that cringe-worthy thing he did with Tua on the <laughs> Facetime. That was bad. That was horrible. <laughs> but this guy might. He's be, an interesting cat. I, I think it's going to be a very interesting season in Miami. And by the way, a lot of pressure on guys like McDaniel with that kind of offense and all those weapons. A lot of question. Uh, pressure on a guy like Josh McDaniels in Vegas yeah. with that kind of offense, with those kind of weapons. So there's pressure on these guys. I would say like Staley and his defense with all those guys on the defensive side of the ball yeah. in L.A. for the Chargers. A lot of pressure on those guys to live up and get the most out of all this talent and the money spent. Um, it's pretty crazy. All right, let's give South Beach Gary a little A-block love here at Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're at Davoli's House of Cards where to his card just went up through the roof probably going into 2022. South Beach Gary, uh, the Dolphins, what do they think this is, like 1972 or something? Oh, Brad, what a last couple of days. Tom Armstead and now Tyreek Hill. Oh, Brent, I am busted. <laughs> uh, look look I, at that lineup. Waddle and Tyreek Hill, Gesicki. 
Edmonds, Wilson. What does Tua hey, have Glenn, to do? You, you, Brent, remember when I said to you in uh, Austin, you know, you remember how Chris Greer did the San Francisco trade, but he, he knew that knowing he had the Philadelphia trade in his back pocket he was going to make. I still think Chris Greer is going to make a trade for either Byron Jones or Xavier Howard and recoup some of that draft capital. That's my prediction. He, he did this trade knowing he would get some draft capital back. He's got a deal percolating with some other team. Yeah, that wouldn't I be surprising. I almost guarantee it. That wouldn't be surprising. Uh, all right, South Beach, Gary, glad you're ecstatic oh, about it. Oh, Brad, and, and, and the change, <laughs> the change will be in the lead, eh? Oh, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, contain yourself, South Beach, Gary, and good luck to the Canes this weekend as well. What a week down in Miami. <laughs> they're busted. Uh, they're busted. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about my name being chanted O'Brien uh, by South Beach Gary. No, it was different. <laughs> it was different. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm kind of glad it was your name and not mine, to be honest with you. Um, hey, you can get a fan base excited, can't you? With yes. some moves. Yeah. So now we ask. Some good We moves. ask the question. You look at some of the moves the other teams made to put around their young quarterbacks. Have the Jags done enough? Should the Jags have been in on this game in some capacity? And is a guy like Tyreek Hill worth five draft picks and then $25 million a year? It begs the question, is he worth that kind of capital and dollars? Let's talk about it more when we come back. Are the Jags doing right by Trevor Lawrence like some of these other teams are doing for their young quarterback? We'll be back. We're live from the Bullies House of Cars. Be here until 6 o'clock. Come on by. Have uh, a pack battle or two. We've got to open some cards, man. I'm excited about it. Now I want a Tua card. No, you don't. I still want a Trevor card. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. This game is a lot harder when you don't know. Yeah, I want to. Like, he sounds a bit like Foxworthy. I. Uh, that's who I'm going with, but I don't think it is him. But I think it sounds a bit like him. Is that RG3? You know your Baylor Bears, RG3. Oh, good call. You've seen the sound today, haven't you? No. What you mean? <laughs> RG3, that's my guy. Baylor Bears. Brett Bartnow, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton here on a Wednesday. It's like a hodgepodge week here at Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I love it. Keep it fresh. Uh, here at Tivoli's House of Cards. Uh, we appreciate Matthew Driscoll coming on uh, Monday, UNF men's basketball coach for a couple hours. Uh, Noah Schlicksup joined us yesterday. If you missed the show yesterday, go back and listen to the show from like 4 to 5.30, and then I tweeted this today, and then when you're done with it, be like, how old's that kid? And not talking about me. Talk about the kid yeah. that was with us, and he turned 15 last month. And Crazy. so if you listen to Noah, um, so you'll good, see too. he's got a bright future. Uh, here in this uh, business, and um, maybe he'll be my replacement sooner than later uh, here on the show, if you're lucky out there at home. But uh, Casey and Brian Middleton today, uh, looking at a guest tomorrow. I'm still waiting for somebody to answer me. I won't call him out, uh, but Thank you, uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't call him out. Uh, and then Friday, uh, Austin will be back at it. Uh, cool picture Austin tweeted today from the slopes. Yeah, that was that? dope. Yeah. Um, Somebody said it looked like a, we got a new green screen. In the studio. <laughs> it was interesting. It did kind of look green screen uh, But I, was I like cool. that. I like that a lot, too. Uh, all right. We're here at the Volley's House of Cards. Uh, they were just telling me about a possible, like, $3 million card that people are trying to pull. 
I'll tell you all about that one, or we'll at least inquire a little bit more about that one coming up it's a little cool. bit later on in the show. Brian $3 million-dollar card, and yes, that's why I want to save it for the Middleton hour in the middle of the show in the 4 o'clock uh, hour. Let's stay on Tyreek Hill because fascinating story from a lot of different viewpoints. Imagine what they're talking about up in New York today with the Jets missing out same on Tyreek Hill. Imagine what they're talking about down in South Florida today on sports radio with the Miami Dolphins look like they are all in. Uh, pedal to the metal. Same with everybody in the NFC West. The Chiefs still feel good about their football team because they know they have maybe the best quarterback in the NFL these days, and they've got a lot of experience doing it. They've got a great coach-quarterback tandem. The Raiders feel excellent. they got Devontae Adams. they got Chandler Jones. They're really bought into Derek Carr. They've got other pieces, too, and they got a new coach and new regime. You look at the Chargers, maybe not a more talented team, quite frankly, than the L.A. Chargers. Now, they probably don't feel great because they don't know how to get in the playoffs, well. but they still feel very good about their chances and would probably put their team up against anybody in the National Football League, in my estimation. And then you look at the Broncos, they bring in Russell Wilson, which automatically gives them their best quarterback. Probably, you know, Peyton had a really good couple of years there, but they might have now their best benchmark quarterback for like a five, six-year period since Elway. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right? Uh, it, because, again, Peyton was Peyton fizzled. Peyton was awesome, though, too. Yeah. He was awesome, I think, for two years, and then really fizzled out with the injury. Uh, and outside of that, they've been awful at trying to find their next guy. Very bad. So, I mean, it's just amazing how many teams feel really good. So that's four teams in the West. Bills feel great. People might still mark them as the favorite. The Dolphins feel great. Uh, New England I feels good. I think New England feels good, not great. Uh, they I, got their quarterback. I mean. they, they do. They feel good because they got Belichick and they got New England and they've got 800 Super Bowl titles, so they should yeah. feel good for the next 30 years anyway. Um, and I would think Baltimore feels pretty good about themselves. I mean, they got Lamar Jackson. They've retooled the defense. They've added some more on defense. And so I think they feel pretty good. Cincinnati feels awesome. They're one weak spot. They just added a couple of offensive linemen this offseason. Yep. And they've got Joe Burrow coming off a Super Bowl and Jamar Chase, one of the best receivers in the game. Who am I missing? Cleveland just got Deshaun Watson. Yep. I still think they feel a little mixed, but they probably feel very good about their chances. I just named 10 teams in the AFC South that feel great. Now, Indianapolis, you might feel great. I don't agree with you. I think but, you should feel great. But fine, I'll give them to you. That's number 11. you got the best quarterback that you've had since Andrew Luck. Facts. Um, even though I'm not afraid of him. That's fine. Tennessee, eh, I don't know if they feel great. Do you think they feel great? They're yeah. watching all these people make moves. What did Tennessee do? They got Robert Woods. You don't think enough of Robert Woods is the problem. I don't. Okay, I don't I don't know if you feel great if you're Tennessee, but you didn't lose a lot. You got better at wide receiver because Robert Woods is better than Julio Jones. And I think your still question is Ryan Tannehill, but other than that, I, I think they feel okay. Okay, but seriously, put yourself in the context of this question, right? I don't even know it's a question. But I just found 11 teams in the AFC. There were only 16. Yep. I found 11 that, that probably feel great. That they can win the division. That they can win division maybe and contend for a Super Bowl. Yes. And so do you, you would you put Tennessee seriously in that category? Or are they looking around and saying, eesh, did we do enough? I like, we there. thought we might get Russell Wilson. We thought we maybe have a chance at a guy like Devontae Adams. Uh, I don't know if they did or not. But Yeah, I, I, would, I would put them where you just had him, where maybe they didn't do enough. But if the one question mark they still have is that quarterback, go get Jimmy G. Uh, it's that simple. Yeah, and, and by the way, I'm not sure. I think I would... I'm okay with Tannehill over Jimmy G, I believe. Really? 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's funny. Like I think if I was the Colts, I'd rather have Jimmy G than Matt Ryan, given the age and how the length that you could have him and all this stuff. Yeah. But I'm not Tannehill. I think he knows the team well. I think he knows the system well. I think a guy that's been there and. I think he's had some really good moments, much like Jimmy G. He's had some okay moments, much like Jimmy G. I'm not sure there's that much separation given age and upside there. I think I, – I hear what you're saying. I think a lot of people in Nashville and in Tennessee that are fans, that last taste they have is three interceptions against the Cincinnati Bengals for Ryan Tannehill. And the difference between Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy G, Jimmy G, it doesn't look great, but he finds a way to win. Ryan Tannehill did not find a way to win against Cincinnati. Okay, so again, we'll put them in, and I'll name 12 teams now then that feel great about their football team and think they have a chance right now as, this, as, as we're five months away from the season, six months away from the season. They feel like they have a chance to win the Super Bowl going into 2022. There are four teams that probably wouldn't say that. Yeah. Now, again, I think the Patriots are on the good side, so I've got them kind of in the middle, not great. Mm -hmm. But then you have Houston, yep. and you have the Jags and the Jets. Yep. And that's it. Crazy. And so it begs the question, has Houston, the Jags, and the Jets, which, by the way, I think we should we, – we have to acknowledge they're at a different stage in their building because they started from such a bottom-of-the-basement uh, point. These other teams didn't start from there. We're not talking about the Miami Dolphins winning two games, and now all of a sudden they feel like they're going to win a Super Bowl. The Dolphins have been very competitive the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. They slowly built this. The Bengals obviously did it pretty quickly overnight. They're a good example of that. Yeah. But I just think Houston, it's, it's unfair to say Houston, Jags, and Jets should be in that great category sure. right now. But they should start feeling good about themselves sooner than later. Do they, is the question, based on what they did this offseason so far. I mean, Houston, they obviously can't say they got better, but they got rid of a problem, so there is that. The Jets could have got better with Tyree Kill, didn't do that. Jacksonville got better this offseason. Did they do enough? Probably, I would say no, but they absolutely got better, and they made it better for Trevor Lawrence, so I think that's a positive. But I, to the question that we're eventually going to get to, did they do enough? I think no. By the way, I think I miscounted here. Must be 11 great teams I would say Pittsburgh, it's Pittsburgh, yeah. So two good teams probably feel good about themselves, not great. I would yeah. say the Patriots to me and the Steelers are in that fashion, mm -hmm. and then you got your three bottom feeders where they're at. I do think. Do you think the Jets got better than the Jags, or the Jags got better than the Jets? I think, I think the Jags got better. I mean, they made moves on both sides of the football. I like that. I think overall their quarterback is better. The Jets. Yeah, at least you can look at guys like Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. Like, they made a conscious effort to make Trevor Lawrence better. The Jets can't say that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Should the Jags have done more? Yes. We mentioned Amari Cooper. We mentioned um, Robert Woods. Mm -hmm. And now there's Tyreek Hill out there. Should the Jags have jumped into the Tyreek Hill fray if they could? We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe Tyreek said, hey, don't even reach out to them. I don't want to go there. I want to go to South South Florida, or I want to go to uh, the Big Apple, mm -hmm. right? For players will do that. Um, and then he was making this decision, it sounded like, too, because yeah. there was equal compensation, yep. I guess, on the value chart. And so he was kind of making this decision. But let's just say everybody could have been involved. Should the Jags have made a play for Tyreek Hill? So it's, it's easy to say yes, but if you have to give up, th this is where I kind of fall with this. You're not going to give up the number one overall pick for Tyreek Hill. I would not do that. So is that second-round pick at 
33 overall. Is that enough to count as a first-round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs? And that's where the question lies. Do you give up a first-rounder next year? Would that be enough? Sure. Uh, then, yeah, I'd be interested. But for the first ra- for the first overall pick in the draft, absolutely not. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. But I don't think he had to because the Jets had a deal on the table where it was like 35 and 38 and, you know, all this other. Again, the value chart comes into play. The Jags are pretty close on the value chart with number 33. That's a coveted pick right. that has some uh, good value to it. So would they? And, and are you going to give $28 million and $25 million to the wide receiver position? I think, listen, Devontae wanted out. I think Green Bay was willing to do it. The Chiefs, given their structure, aren't willing to do it. Should the Jags have been willing to do what the Jets and the uh, Dolphins were willing to do and give that kind of money to that position and, by the way, this bevy of draft picks? Then, yes, I think the answer is yes there at that point. If you can get the 33rd overall pick, make a move. We got some six-round picks. Rumor has it. You can throw those in as well. You have the money on the table. Yeah, you just paid Christian Kirk a lot, but at the end of the day, what does that matter if you can get Tyreek Hill and Christian Kirk? Because then you don't really have a go-get-it wide receiver, but you do have two guys on the outside that could take the top off, and that would have been fascinating. Yeah, it's a lot of money on that wide receiver position, given the fact that even uh, Marvin Jones making, I think, like $10 million this year. But to go get uh, what we say, here's the thing. One thing you can't sleep on when you evaluate the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is what I think they did with the Sheriff move. Of all the moves they made, the Jags don't have enough blue-chip players. Well, Sheriff's a blue-chip player. He's a future Hall of Famer if he continues on this track. Got to stay healthy. We know all those things. But so does every player in the National Football League if they want to do great things, you know, with their career. He has done a lot of good things. And so... He, to me, gives you a blue-chip player. You hope Trevor's a blue-chip player. You hope somebody else on offense is a blue-chip player. We just don't know who will emerge and be one of those guys. I can't sit here and tell you that Cam Robinson re-signing an extension or getting the tag, which currently he's under, is a blue-chip guy. No way. I'm not willing to go there. Um, On the defensive side, who's blue-chip? Is Josh Allen blue-chip? I think he can be and could be if you get him enough help to – to not see double teams and everybody game plan around them, which they're about to do in the draft most likely. So I would say so. So you might have three to four blue chip guys. Well, you look around the NFL now and the teams that win, (laughs) they got five, six, seven, eight. They probably got three or four of those guys on each side. The Jags need blue chippers. How do you get blue chippers? Well, you draft the correct way early. Number one overall pick, 33 overall. Jags have shown no ability to, or very little ability to do that. They got a blue chipper and Jalen Ramsey couldn't keep him. Right. And That's the next problem. Yeah. And so do you just go buy a blue chip player? Well, they did with Sheriff. Should they have done with one of these other guys if they could have been in the fray? And again, we don't know if they could have been, but if they could have been there, would it have been smart to go buy a blue chip guy? Yeah, I think, like I, I said a couple weeks ago, I had to trade the number one overall pick for Devontae Adams. That's how bad I think they... You're not going to get a better player than that at number one overall. Obviously, it didn't happen. Obviously, since then, free agency happened. We know that they have to make a pass rusher with number one overall. But to your point, that's something that I would have done. Robert Woods, Amari Cooper, guys that it didn't take a whole lot to get, six-round pick, fifth-round pick, fourth-round pick, whatever it may be. Yes, you made a mistake by not at least trying to get in that sweepstakes. Uh, they might have been in with Amari Cooper. We don't know about Robert Woods, but you have to... If you have an opportunity to get better by buying those players, because like we said, the draft hasn't gone very well, you have to at least be in on it. Well, listen, here's an, I think it comes down to this, too, and this is the cost of doing business now. The Jags overpaid for a guy like Christian Kirk. They probably, they might even overpaid for Sheriff to get him here. I don't know what they would have had to do. I just think it's interesting what their thinking is, their process of a Tyreek Hill. If 
I'm not convinced personally that with all the wide receiver talent there is in the NFL draft upcoming, and every year is going to be like that, by the way. This isn't a one-off thing. Every year is going to be like that. I am not convinced that giving five draft picks up and paying Tyreek Hill $25 million at 28 years old, about to be 29 years old, is a smart move for the Jags. I want blue-chip guys. I want excitement. I love good players. But that is a hell of a lot to give up for a receiver. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, we sat around for 17 weeks saying, dang, if only they could get some other wide receiver. <laughs> I know. Now we can get one, and we don't do it. I know. Well, again, we don't know if they could have been in sure. play here. I think that's worth repeating. It's just, would they have? And I I got a feeling they wouldn't have. I want to at least see my team, if I'm a fan, be involved in that stuff. Yeah. I give credit to the Jets that they were thinking that way. They didn't get them, but at least they were thinking that way. And that will bring us to the next topic. Are they doing enough by Trevor Lawrence? The Jets tried. Yeah. They're doing it in Miami, and they're doing it everywhere else. What about Trevor? Next on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton here. Listen, if you're a fan of Action Sports Jacks with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane, then I have a treat for you. Every Monday and Thursday from 6 to 7, your sports talk fix gets one more hour of greatness with Action Sports Jacks overtime with Casey Kurtz and myself. We're breaking down local and national sports and with segments like Cash It or Trash It, Vague Headlines and I Said What I Said, every moment is action-packed. So remember, every Monday and Thursday after Action Sports Jacks, stick around for Action Sports Jacks overtime from 6 to 7 right here on ESPN 690. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There is a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45, non-smoker, can get $1 million of coverage for $75 per month, level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50, non-smoker, can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110, level rate for 20 years. That's right, guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 1-800-908-7636. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-908-7636. Remember... 1-800-908-7636. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. Florida MVPA Winter Rally and Swap Meet honoring our nation's veterans is March 25th through 27th at Reynolds Industrial Park in Green Cove Springs. See World War II reenactments, tank and artillery firing, military vehicles, and living history displays from World War II through Desert Storm. Weapons demos, even helicopter rides. Militaria and parts vendors will be on site. Visit FLMVPA.org for more information and schedule. That's FLMVPA.org. Free admission and parking. For visitor information, go to ExploreClay.com. Have you ever wanted to learn to dance but haven't tried it yet? Life-Giving Limbs is partnering with local dance studios to offer classes in every dance genre. The first class will be March 26th at 3 p.m. at Studio Jacks, located on Mayport Road in Atlantic Beach. This class is sponsored by Shake Culture Dance. Leona Howard will teach all about the hip-hop culture and dance fundamentals. They're asking each participant to donate $10 to attend the class, and the proceeds will go to helping a child get an artificial limb. Bring the whole family out to dance, shake, and move to give a little girl her dancing legs. Call 904-372-3375 or on Facebook at Life Giving Limbs. 
It's where I take my family to play golf, and you can take yours as well. The Golf Club at Southampton. It's the home of the Action Sports Shack Stream 18, and it can be your golf destination. Enjoy your golf experience by calling 287-PLAY, 287-PLAY. Play some golf or maybe practice some golf at one of the newest facilities in the area. Grab some lunch or dinner, too. Southampton has it all. 287-PLAY for tee times and more. The Golf Club at Southampton, the home of the Dream 18. My home course. Make it your home course, too. I'm Serena Williams. You watch me live on TV. And I'm that voice from movies you watch on demand. DirecTV Stream brought us together to save the world. Maybe not save the world, but DirecTV Stream does bring your live and on-demand favorites together. Your favorites together. I just said that. She just said that. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on-demand with no annual contract. Get your TV together at DirecTV.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. The weather is getting better. The Players' Championship, Masters, and more majors are on the way. It's that time of year for golf fever. Play a lot of golf. Just don't pay a lot for the golf. Order the 2022 Dream 18 card for just 69 bucks. Big discounts on golf all year. Golf courses have raised their rates. You can play for less. Dream 18 card has even more value in 2022. Discounted rounds at some of the area's best golf courses. Golf Club at Southampton, St. John's Golf and Country Club, Hidden Hills, Osprey Cove, the Yards at this year amelia river golf club eagle landing fleming island golf club and queens harbor as well plus you'll receive free smoothie from smoothie king a free hat from dome hats a free shirt at baker sports and a discount on a purchase at palm beach autographs 69 dollars. that's it some of the proceeds go to the dream 18 charities as well buy the card at action sports shacks dream 18.com supplies are limited go to action sports shacks dream 18.com to order the dream 18 card the best discount golf card at the best price in town whether on your radio, on your phone, or your smart speaker. Now playing ESPN Radio. He's seen guys that's not even going to make the team. He's going to throw for 4,000 yards in a game. Wake up with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. We know by then Drake London from USC, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. I think Bay from from Ohio State as well, and probably Traylon Burks from Arkansas will be off the board. The intriguing name to me, though, is Jamison Williams mm. from Alabama, who wow. suffered the ACL injury in the national championship game. Prior to that, Mel and I both were talking about him in the top ten picks and is the number one receiver in this class. He is dynamic. He's explosive. He's not the same player as Tyreek, but he can bring that same big play element to an offense. Now, you might not get him for the first four, six weeks of the season, and you might not be 100% toward, to, towards the end of the season, but at least you're going to have that weapon. That is Todd McShay talking about the receiver position in the upcoming draft, which, by the way, is plentiful. Uh, and you can get better if you pick the right guy. Now, history says you can pick the wrong guy, too. You can have talent, but not everyone's going to hit, right? That's the nature of the draft. Well, there are a solid six to eight receivers that you could see go in the first, I would say, 40 picks just in the early stages of the second round. And what happened today a little bit with some of these moves and the trades is now you've got a, a Kansas City team that might be looking for receivers in the back end of the first round. This might force the Jags' hand a little bit. And if they want to get in this receiver game and they really like somebody, covet somebody, they might have to make a bold move and get back into the first round 
to go get their guy, or they could be left picking up a little bit of the scrap heap, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just how do you rate a guy like George Pickens, right? right, who many people believe could be a very good player but also could be a little bit of a bustability guy in the NFL. So how do they rank it? How do they see it? Are they willing to wait, or will they go get? And this all centers around what are they going to do for Trevor? Have they done enough for Trevor Lawrence? Here's what you're seeing. Brett Martin, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton on a Wednesday. Another big NFL day with the news of Tyree Kill going to the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are super aggressive. We're live at the Volt's House of Cards and uh, open up some cards here on the show for just a little bit as well. And uh, got a $3 million card that people are going to find. Uh, these that's the big story in the card business. Love coming down here. Hit it for it. And St. John's got him. We haven't done, uh, I'll give you hints in the basketball world. We haven't done a lot of basketball, uh, but we'll uh, maybe have to look into doing that. St. John's County, 10, right off uh, right off 95, uh, maybe 329. Come on by the Bowley's House of Cards here until 6 o'clock. Have they done enough for Trevor Lawrence? They've done some for Trevor Lawrence. But let's take a look at the young quarterbacks, okay? Joe Burrow. Got Jamar Chase last year. Then they just got offensive lineman T. Higgins the year before, and then they just got offensive lineman this year. Uh, Tua, look what the Dolphins pushing all the buttons. What does he say uh, about some of this? And uh, I did a formula to winning for the Jacksonville Jaguars a couple of years ago. It didn't really work out well. Shocker. But it had element that talks to what other teams are doing right now and what the Jags still could do that we just discussed, and I'll bring that up as well in the 4 o'clock hour. We're live at the Bowie's House of Cards, Brent Martin, O'Casey, Kurtz, Brian Middleton, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.